Hey, welcome everybody. Hey, I'd like to welcome all of our kids. If you are under sixth grade, would you raise your hand? All of our sixth grade under, raise your hand. All right, everybody else, let's give them a round of applause. Hey, welcome. Kids, I want you to know that I prepared an extra long sermon today as a present for your parents, all right? No, I'm kidding. Hey, welcome. We're here at Celebration Weekend. I look forward to this year or this weekend every year because it's an opportunity for us to kind of look back on 2019 and give a big praise God to our Heavenly Father. And that's what today is all about. Before we get into any of that, how many of you were at Christmas Eve service? Was that not just an amazing Christmas Eve service? I thought that was fantastic. I really want to commend John and his entire team uh, that put that together. I thought it was, it was amazing. And then, <clears throat> I'll just confession, um, when we set the times at 3, 4.30, and 6, my feeling was, who's going to come to a Christmas Eve service at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Well, evidently, all of you. Um, my goodness, I've never seen so many people in this room before. And then we had two more that were almost as full as the 3 o'clock. It was just an amazing praise God thing. It's exciting. But we're here to celebrate God. And you know, it is a good thing for us from time to time to just kind of turn our eyes towards heaven with a little bit of awe in our perspective, you know? To just have a little bit of wonder and amazement about what God is doing and to take some time to focus on it. I I love Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. It just says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And as you keep reading that, it starts to list off a number of things that you can celebrate. You come down to verse four, it says that there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, I think there is a time. I think there is a season for everything. And for us, I think the time for us right now is just to celebrate God, to thank him for his goodness, his provisions, how he's changed lives and all that he has done. I hope that as a church family, we will always maintain what I just call a Psalm 118 perspective. A Psalm 118 perspective. You know, that Psalm, if you read it, it's all about how God delivered and then the eruption of praise that came after that. I'll just read a little bit up to you. Verse 14, it says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Do you hear the praise in that song? I think there's something about our perspective, about our church family, that should be very quick to say the same thing. Look at what the Lord has done. You know, let's point things in the Lord's direction. Look what the Lord is doing. And that's a lot of what this day is about. If you keep reading the psalm, it says, the Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So what are some things that we should be pointing in God's direction, that we should be rejoicing about. Well, I've got several things I wanna share with you today, and I'm gonna try to walk through those fairly quickly, but it's just things I feel as we look back in 2019, we need to celebrate. One of those, and probably the first among all of them, is this. We need to praise God for all the changed lives in 2019, all the baptisms that we have seen. We got to witness a lot of people this year come to know Christ, like Caleb Young. Here's a picture of Caleb. Just last Saturday, he stepped down and said, I'm ready to follow Jesus with all my heart, and I got the joy to baptize him at our Saturday night service. Um, We, if you were here again on Christmas Eve, we asked all of those that had chosen to follow Christ in 2019 to come to the front and light their candle and to be among the first 
to spread their light. And we celebrate that. Not just those that have followed Christ, but those whose faith have been radically revolutionized by our Heavenly Father. Those that have come back to the Lord or had just their, their whole faith in Jesus reignited again. It's just been, been a wonderful, wonderful year. You know, I think a question that we should all be prepared to answer is this. Hey, what is the purpose of the church? If anybody were to ask you that, hey, what's the purpose of the church? How would you answer that question? Well, the answer to that question for us is, is very simple, is the purpose of the church is the same purpose that Jesus had for the church. Same purpose for why he came to this earth. Luke 19, 10, that Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. So what is the church all about? Seeking and saving the lost. Friends, I want you to know, as we celebrate all that God has done in people's lives this year, I want you to know that if we ever lose sight or if we fail to continue in that singular mission as a church family, then I fear that we have drifted far from why Jesus actually lived, died, and rose from the grave. We are here to seek and save the lost. We're gonna celebrate God for that and we should give him all the glory for it. Here's something else that I think we should be celebrating today as a church family. I'm just gonna call it this, bigger and more. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm gonna explain what I mean by that, but uh, I don't want it to be misunderstood. All, all I mean is that it seemed like as we went through 2019, it just seemed like the stuff that we were involved in, the events that we were part of and our worship, it just seemed like things got a little bit bigger and more people came and participated with it. That's kind of what this year felt like. I already mentioned Christmas Eve. That's an example. Easter was another example. And please don't hear me. I am not encouraging us celebrating numbers. No, 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 far from it. But you know, when things get a little bigger and more people participate in it, that gives us something to celebrate God for. That's an indication that God is moving in people's lives. And I'll tell you, for that, we can celebrate. And it just feels like that has kind of been 2019 for us. Now, just thinking through a couple of the things as I've just thought through what we've been involved with this year. Just think back a couple months. Did you guys participate with our trunk or treat? We did that as a Halloween alternative this year. It was an outreach event. Trunk or treats work great in Bella Vista because there's no sidewalks. Traditional trick-or-treating is very difficult. So a lot of the churches around here do trunk or treat. I happen to think we have a very good one. And uh, the crowds that showed up we had to have the police come in and just do traffic control for us to get people in and out of here safely. That's what I mean. It just feels like it was a little bit bigger and a little bit more. People came to it. You know, I think about our youth group and every year we have an annual spaghetti dinner and, and dessert auction. Do you guys get to be a part of that? We convert this whole room into like a big dining room and our students, our junior and high school, they come and they, they host this dinner and everybody bids on, on desserts and it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and so this year, we packed this place out. And they raised more money than they have ever raised in the past to help them offset the cost of going to Christ and Youth Conference and to go to camp and some of those things in summer. And it was just awesome. And you said, go, that just seemed a little bigger and a little bit more people came to it. I think about our vacation Bible school that felt that way. Our blessing tree that we just finished up just a few weeks ago, that uh, the blessing tree where we all um, um, pulled in some names of families that we knew could just use a little blessing at Christmas and to help make Christmas just really wonderful. <clears throat> we were able to bless 94 children through the blessing tree. Isn't that awesome? 94. And you know what's even more awesome than that? That is twice as many than the previous year. Twice as many. That's what I mean. It just kind of, Things feel like they're just a little bit bigger 
and a little bit more. Our student ministries are experiencing great growth. Our men's ministry this year has really picked up a good head of steam. We had a number of men's breakfasts that a lot of you guys participated in. We had a monthly men's gathering study that, that we did this throughout the year. We had a wonderful men's retreat um, just a few months ago. It just feels like, you know what, in our men's ministry, things have just gotten a little bit bigger and a little bit more. Our women's ministry, same way. Our Bible studies continue to fill up. There's a variety of outings and events that our women's ministry is doing. Our if gathering that happens every year continues to gain steam. Uh, we had a women's retreat in 2019 that blessed many women that were there. There's just uh, a lot of things. Just, just a few weeks ago, we had the women's Christmas gala. This room was packed out with ladies who are participating. It's what I mean. It just feels like things are just a little bit bigger. A little bit more people are coming to them. Our annual church picnic felt that way. There's just a lot of things I could point to um, that just we can celebrate God for. And it just feels like, and I don't know how you feel about it, and this is a feeling. I know feelings are interpretive. It feels like God is doing something very special among our church family. It reminds me of what Paul told the Philippian church in Philippians chapter one, verse six. He says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It just, I don't know, I'm just telling you how I feel. It feels like that the Lord is doing a good work in our church family and wants to continue that on until the day the Lord comes back again. It just feels that way. This why I mean, just seems like things got a little bigger, a little bit more. Just seems like God's presence is here doing some great things. I think we should celebrate this. I, I brought, I put this in its own category. How many of you remember Creation Weekend? Were you here for that? I love Creation Weekend. I was talking to Dave Brown, our executive administrator, and I said, man, remember Creation Weekend? He goes, was that in 2019? I said, yeah, that was just, uh, you know, 10 months ago. And it feels like a long time ago, but that was, we kind of got our year kicked off with that. We invited a couple of creation scientists from the Institute of Creation Research to come and spend the weekend with us. They gave a series of nine talks and we filled up this room uh, many times. As they, it was just fascinating that there was so much evidence for creation out there. And, and, and I would argue, as they did, that there is more evidence for creation than any other, any belief out there. And it was awesome. And I hope it's okay with you, but we're gonna continue to look for more weekends like that where we can bring in special guests to encourage and equip the church. Would that be okay with you? All right, good. You have given us permission. We will continue the search. But I'd love to have these guys back to give a whole new series of talks sometime. But I, I think we should celebrate God for that. We need to celebrate him for this too. And this will be brand new information for some of you but they're new life action teams. Let me tell you what that is. This is something that's in its beginning stages that it's really starting to pick up some steam. There has been a conversation among the leadership of our church this year about how are we going to light the evangelistic flame among the majority of our congregation? How are we going to increase that intensity? And we're not really interested in creating evangelistic programming. And what I mean by that is, is uh, hey, let's, Come up with an idea, let's put out a sign-up sheet, have people sign up and participate, give them the t-shirt, and at the end of the day, we can applaud. And I don't mean to make light of that, but there's sometimes that can feel somewhat programmed, can't it? 
There's something about evangelism that needs to be a little different than that. It needs to come from within the belly of our church. It needs to be generated within all of us as a church family. How do we light that fire? How do we encourage our church family? And so how we started with this is we got with all of our life group leaders and we asked them, would you meet with all of your life groups this fall and would you start praying and thinking and brainstorming about what your life group can do to evangelistically reach out to those who need Jesus. And so our life groups have been kind of the, the brain trust of this and been built, and there's been ideas that have been born out of this. And, and so what we did is we set aside some money within our budget that was specifically earmarked for local evangelism in these life teams. And as one of our life groups would come up with the idea, they would formulate that plan, say, we're gonna do this together. And these are some great ideas. We've had about five or six already now this fall. And so the church came alongside and we gave each life group $300 to see what they can do with that and to fulfill that vision. We wanted to change a little bit of the language from we can't do that or we, there's no way that can happen. We wanted to change that narrative to, yes, we can do that. God can do this. And we want to be a church that's like we're going to resource, we're going to equip, and all of these life groups. And so the ideas that are being born are like, wow, that's a really good idea. Huh, I never thought of that. And the things that these, are, that these action teams are having, it's spurring on new ideas and it's catching fire in our church. And so a lot of this is kind of like, God, we thank you in advance for what you have started and what we believe you're gonna do something amazing with in 2020. So if you guys, if you're a part of a life group and you haven't had that conversation yet, let's start having that conversation. This would be a great time to get in a life group because that's where these action teams at this point are, are flourishing and, and working and some of our life groups are combining their efforts with other life groups and pulling um, their resources together and some great things are happening. I believe lives are changing because of it, not only just evangelistically, but within ourselves becoming a more focused church on personal evangelism and outreach. So I, I wanna tell you that, I know that's new to a lot of you, but, but be praying about this. These new life action teams are, are really something. And, and I really believe God's, God's got a good work for each of those. I wanna celebrate God on another, on another issue, something we don't talk about a whole lot as a church family, but we're just gonna talk about the financial health of our church. And like I mentioned, we don't talk about finances a lot in the church. Um, uh, you know, you probably have had this kind of conversation with friends of yours. Raise your hand if you've ever had a friend of yours say, I am not going to church. All they talk about is money. Have you had that conversation? You had a lot of, you're like, like, we don't talk about money a whole lot here. Um, um, you could make the argument that we don't, that we should talk about it more because I don't know if you know this or not, but Jesus talked more about money and the things money can buy and possessions more than any other subject that he talked about. You know that? So it wouldn't be hard to talk about it more, and we probably will in 2020. But uh, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but I do wanna tell you, I'm really pleased. This is a big praise God for our, our Heavenly Father, but your generosity has been tremendous this year. And each year, the elders and the staff, we work on a budget, and we put together, we, we just refer to it as like a God-honoring, a good stewardship budget, and that advances the mission of, of our church family through New Life. That budget is based on actual giving. So we don't have a pie in the sky budget. We don't set these crazy uh, budget and, and that we'd never be able to obtain. No, we set it based on 
on giving trends and the budget reflects that and it addresses all of our budgetary needs to operate a fully functioning church with our ministries, our outreaches, our missions, our staffing, our facilities, and so forth. I am pleased to tell you today that in 2019, the tithes and offerings, um, it exceeded our budgetary needs. What I mean is we set the budget here and the giving came up here. And you know what that does for us? It creates a wonderful margin. And you wanna know some other good news? It has been this way for five years in a row. The budget is here and the giving exceeds. And what that has enabled us to do as a church family, it's enabled us to be more generous with our giving. It's enabled us to pay off our church's debt back in 2017. It's enabled us to, to have some nice upgrades here at the church. You know those two vans that are you see floating around every Sunday morning bringing people from across the street because we don't have enough parking spots and people are, are gracious to park across the street and ride the shuttle. All of that was because of the generosity of this church and the, the margin that's being created has expanded our vision in so many ways. And I, I look at it like this. I, I feel like the more generous we are towards God, the more generous he seems to be on our congregation. And if we like, well, let's stop being generous. It's almost like the, the God's like, well, if you're not gonna be generous with me, I guess see how well you do on your own. I don't wanna go about it on my own, do you? I don't. And I want to, this is, God is blessing our church in, in tremendous ways. Um, of that, uh, what we were able to do in 2019, we were able to give away over $150,000 to global missions. You know, when Pastor Taylor came out and said, hey, a portion of what you give today is going to TCM, we have a number of ministries that we support around the world because we're committed to seeking and saving the lost, not just here in Bella Vista, but around the world. And we wanna help resource those that can go to places and do things that we'll never have the opportunity or the ability to do, but they can, and they need the church to come around them and say, we're gonna help you do this. And so um, we were able to give 150,000 plus to global missions, and that is absolutely phenomenal. Now, I share all that with you, not so that you'll say, hey, Sounds like the church is doing pretty good. I think I'll cut back a little bit. No, I'm, that's not why I'm saying that. Just the opposite, in fact. I wanna challenge us as a church family to be all the more faithful with it in 2020. I wanna talk specifically to those of you who um, aren't giving at all or maybe just give sporadically whenever it's convenient for you. I'd like to lovingly challenge you that in 2020, that you will make a commitment before God to be faithful with the resources that God has given to you. And that you will, as a form of worship, you will give back to God. Biblically, Christians are called to be generous towards God and to sacrifice for one another. And how we look at it here, and I know I said we don't talk about money very much, so this is starting to sound like a sermon on money. I don't mean it to be. But we're all at different places financially. So it's not gonna be equal giving but we really believe as Christians it should be equal sacrifice, Every, everybody. And so the, there's a lot that the Bible says about it. I won't get into all that right now, but I just wanna encourage you. God is being so faithful to us. He is being so generous towards us. And, and I believe that so much of that is that this is a generous church and it's like, it's just this circular thing that the, we can't outgive God. And he is opening doors and expanding vision and there's, there's so many great, great things that are happening. So. I wanna share that victory with you. God's doing great things here financially and where we're heading in the future, 
God, God's just plowing the road for us. Which kind of brings me to this next part. Number six, we need to celebrate God because in 2019, we were able to purchase 15 acres of ground. And I mean great ground right off the new bypass. Have you been out there to look at it? Have you driven by it? I mean, um, I, mean I cannot wait. I mean, I'm a little giddy about it. I, these are the things that keep me up at night. I don't know what keeps you up at night, but this kind of stuff keeps me up at night, but in a good way. Uh, we've been pretty open with you. We've been growing as a church family. Um, you know, we have four services to accommodate our parking more than anything. We run out of parking spots before we run out of seats. But, but there's some really wonderful things that I promise you, most churches in America would love to have the problems that we're having. Where are we gonna seat everybody? Where are we gonna park everybody? We don't have enough rooms for this. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. Through all of this, we really believe that God has been pointing our church family in the direction of becoming a multi-site church. And what we mean by that is that we are gonna be one church, but we're gonna have two different meeting locations, two different meeting locations to give more opportunities for more and more people to come. There's really nothing, we've, been, we've talked very openly about this, um, there's really not a whole lot more we can do with this property. We're landlocked, we can't expand, you know, we can't add you know, any more parking out there. It's just, it is what it is. Um, there's lots of our church family that come from the west side of Bella Vista. And uh, I know that just from the data, but I feel it when we talk because many of, at least somebody every weekend says, hey, when are we gonna, when are we gonna build out there? What, what are we gonna do? And I said, well, these things take time. It's like, well, listen, I live two minutes from there. I'm ready. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And I feel, uh, the data says it, but I feel it. And don't stop saying that, by the way. I'm not complaining. I love it. I love it. Uh, but uh, uh, there's a lot happening. A lot of our family comes from the west side, which is great. You know, the completion of the bypass in a couple years will connect that west side like never before. And every indication points that that is a massive growth area in the future. It's a great place to launch a second campus. And again, the generosity of you is what made that happen. God's blessing. That wasn't in the budget. We didn't have enough money to make it happen. Uh, we had to finance a little bit, but in less than six months, guess what? That $350,000 piece of ground is completely paid for, and we are still debt-free as a church. It's an awesome thing, and we can celebrate God for that. How do these things happen? Well, it's kind of a real head-scratcher, to be quite honest with you, and you just point to God and say, thank you, it just happened, you know, and here we are. And I, I don't know how you experience stuff like that in your life, but we're experiencing it here as a church. Friends, we are poised as a church family to do something that no church in Bella Vista right now is in a position to do. To do something that, quite frankly, very few churches in Northwest Arkansas are doing. And that is to be the church on the front lines of evangelism, ahead of the curve, leading the charge, spreading our wings farther and wider than we've ever spread them before, flying a little higher than we have been able to fly in the past. And it's all for Jesus. And the elders and I are working hard behind the scenes in preparation for this. And soon we're gonna be able to share with you all the details that this will entail. And we are excited. I'm telling you, we cannot wait for that day. And I can tell you this, it's gonna take all of us to pull it off. But if all of us are on board, it will be easy to do. So we must celebrate God for this. He's making his will known in real time by opening doors and providing along the way. And friends, as a church, 
That is a good place to be. And that's where it feels like we are. So there are many things we could celebrate today. I, you ought to see what I'm leaving off my list. I wish I could, I, don't, I just don't have four hours. So, uh, but there's so many great things. But I praise God for so many of you in this room. You give your time, you give your talent, you give your resources, all for the purpose of advancing the good news of Jesus Christ. In our church family, we are spread out through every nook and cranny of every room and every ministry opportunity throughout this building here at New Life and outside this building. Some of you work with children, others of you work with our junior high and high school students, others of you serve in ministries related to benevolence and hospitality and administration. Some of you um, greet people and you greet people so well, Pastor out bulletins that you just make people feel right at home um, when you come here. And if you, when you came here for the first time, if you were made to feel right at home, would you raise your hand? I hear that all the time. There's something in this church's DNA and I, I wanna celebrate God for it. But some of you just have the special gift of making people feel welcome and I just thank you for that. Others of you watch over us every weekend on our safety team. Others of you help people find parking spots and help people find seats. Some of you serve communion and offering and, and, and then the highly prized valued positions or those of you that make sure the coffee and donuts are awesome on Sundays. Give those people a hand, right? My goodness, what would we do without you? I don't know. But in all seriousness, it's, that, it's that, that thing in you that says, I want you to feel welcome and I want you to experience something special while you're here. And if something as simple as a donut and a cup of, a cup of coffee can help you experience what God's about to show you, I wanna be a part of that. I, just, I can't even thank you enough. Some of you operate within the ministries more related to prayer and encouragement and compassion. Your gifts lie in serving the needs of others. No matter where you serve, you are a blessing to this church family. You're highly valued. We need you. And, and, and God is working through you. I hope you agree there's much to be thankful for in 2019. I'm so excited about 2020. Like every year, there are so many unknowns and surprises. How many of you know every year comes with unknowns and surprises? We're, I know that's coming. But here's what I do know. Here's what we all instinctively know. That we will be a church that continues to be committed to seeking and saving the lost. I do know that. I do know that in 2020, we're gonna be more generous than ever with our global missions. We're gonna be more strategic than we are now about our efforts of reaching the lost right here in our backyard of Bella Vista. And I wanna challenge each of you to win one person to Jesus Christ this year. I challenge each of you to have influence in one person's coming to faith. And I think a great place to start with that be today, before you go home. Take out a piece of paper, write somebody's name on it. If you can't think of somebody that needs the Lord, then just write name on there, knowing that the Lord's gonna fill a name and put a blank. I want you to take that piece of paper, put it on the dashboard of your car, stick it on the mirror of your bathroom, put it on your refrigerator, and every time you see it, I want you to pray for this person and ask God several things. God, would you use me to impact this person's life? God, will you soften a heart here? Lord, would you touch this person in a special way? Lord, would you put me in their path? Lord, use me in any way possible. And Lord, at the end of 2020, I would love to have a new brother or sister in Christ. I would challenge each of you to do that. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 5.20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God was making his appeal through us. What is an ambassador? It's somebody that speaks for the president or speaks for the king. 
And we are an ambassador for Christ, so we speak for him. It's like the Lord is making his appeal to come and follow me through each of us, through the New Life Church family, and that's a wonderful thing. 1 Peter 3.15 says, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. So let me challenge you, church. Let's all win one person to Christ. Let's put ourselves, let's make ourselves available to the Lord to be of great influence for him. We're also gonna continue to place a strong emphasis on ministering to the whole family. So what that means is we're not gonna take our foot off the gas when it comes to reaching children for Jesus in our, children, our student ministries, our junior and high schools. We're, we're gonna continue that full speed ahead. We will continue to do the very best job we know how to do to make every single worship gathering that we have here at the church God-honoring, biblical, exciting, relevant, and excellent. And we had 208 of those in 2019. We will continue to pour energy into life groups and do our best to make them great as well as all the ministries of our church. And we will continue to encourage and assist everybody in finding a place to get plugged in to serve the Lord, to do something that has God's name attached to it. It's been a great year. I hope that you're as excited as I am. And as we close out this year, I would like to show you just a short video of pictures that just kind of recap and celebrate all that God has done here uh, in 2019. Here, take a peek at this.
It's been a great year, right? <laughs>